Uh, hi, <laughs> this is Ben from Lifehouse Church. Um, we're just starting this podcast on spiritual warfare. I've got Dave Thomas here with me, or David Thomas, sorry. Um, and what we're going to be focusing on in this podcast is spiritual warfare. And just going to try and keep it real conversational and real close, and we're just going to see what happens. Um, so, Dave, why is spiritual warfare such an important aspect in a Christian walk, in a Christian life? Why do you feel it's important? Ben, spiritual warfare is important because it is central to everything we are as Christians in our current time mm-hmm. or our current age that we live in. And so everything, everything needs to be interpreted through the lens of spiritual warfare or I'm at I'm in a battle. Yeah. If you look at anything in the church, revival, outpouring, healing, everything, it all, you can tie it back to spiritual warfare. Would you say it's like a new concept though? Because before I came to this church, I hadn't really heard a lot about spiritual warfare. Do you think it's a new thing in the church, like a revived thing? What do you think? That's an interesting question. Uh, It is not new because it's been... It's, you, you find it throughout the Word of God. Mm. And so wherever you go in the Word of God, you will find aspects of spiritual warfare. And if you begin to understand the principles of battle and war, you'll find it throughout the Scriptures. Mm. What happens is oftentimes in the battle, the enemy gets us to a point where the enemy gets the corporate church to a point where it sort of loses a little bit of focus. Mm. And uh, with the current politically correct age and the churchianity age we're living in, <laughs> where it's feel good and instant, we often forget that we are in a battle and people forget to learn about warfare. And so they don't operate on the assumption that we're in a battle. Yeah. All right. Um, so what have you got over here, Dave? Dave? Dave just pulled up for me some stuff he's been feeling recently. What have, what's really been pressing in on your heart recently to talk about about spiritual warfare? All right. We, we as a church have been focusing in on discipleship. We, we want to be, we want to fulfill the commission, uh, Matthew 28, be disciples and make disciples as a church. And I've been looking at five essential things that a, that, that a Christian needs to become an effective disciple. And, I've, and coming out of Africa, I've named them the Big Five. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you mean, All right. Big Five? The Big Five, if you're a hunter and you go to Africa, virtually every hunter wants to hunt the Big Five. And the Big Five are an elephant, a rhino, a cape buffalo, a lion, and a leopard. Okay. <laughs> the reason these have been... Out of all the thousands of animals in Africa, the reasons these have been brought together in this group called the Big Five is because if you hunt these things on foot, these animals on foot, they are the most deadly and dangerous animals to hunt. <laughs> so it's more than likely if you go hunting them, they're going to hunt you. Hunt you. Yeah, right. Now, the Bible calls the devil a lion, a, like a roaring lion. The, the Bible, the, the, the devil is a hunter. He is like a roaring lion seeking him to devour. So he is hunting you. The question is, when he finds you, he is hunting you. He will come across your path. He will confront you. What will he find? Will he find one of the big five? 
Or will he find a little rabbit or a little gazelle? A little gazelle that'll yeah. run in fear and get yeah. chomped on. So in this analogy, the hunter, the person walking around is Satan. Effectively, Effectively, yes. yes. And we are one of these big fives. One of the big fives. And, and, and to be an effective disciple, I've, I've looked at what is needed. And so the first thing is you need to have an intimate relationship with the Lord. You need to personally hear God's voice. Secondly, you need, you need to learn about your heart and living from your heart mm. and what God means by living from your heart, what the Bible means. Thirdly, you need to understand your call and you need to walk into your call and be effective in the call in, and promote the kingdom of God. Fourthly, you need to understand your place in time. In other words, we're an end-time church. We're living in the end times. We need to be conscious of this, and we need to understand that we are, right now, an end-time church facing the spirit of lawlessness. Finally, we need to know spiritual warfare. We need to know our place in the battle, where we stand, and how to fight, and how to fight effectively and win every battle we engage in. Hmm. Yeah, it's actually just, you know, one of the things that you talk about that really speaks to me is when you quote a lot of Sun Tzu and you say, know your enemy and know yourself and you will win. It's something like that, isn't it? It's Yeah, it says, if you, know your, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you will not have to worry about the outcome of a battle. Mm. Yeah, so, so effectively we'll win, we'll be one of the big five. Yep. Mm, cool. Um, <clears throat> Okay, with, with, with what I've put up, pulled up here for you is we, 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 we as a church have been taking you through a preaching series of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And uh, like you guys in the church know, I mean, even the Christmas messages are wrapped around spiritual, spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare, no. Okay. So how does the fruit <laughs> of the Spirit link to spiritual warfare? Now, I want you to think about this. You've got the armor. Ephesians 6, you've got the armor of God and, and, and you, we, we've been teaching you how to use the armor of God. Yeah. But how many times have you seen someone with the armor of God on go down in battle? I mean, we've seen this recently in our church. Yeah, Big time. That. What is the cause of this? What is happening there? Well, according to, um, oh, I just can't think of this French colonel's name, Ardent <laughs> Dupac, Dupac, Dupac or something. He talks about the difference between strategy and tactics. Now, what? And, and, and I'm going to be talking about this a little <laughs> bit on Sunday. I'm still, in, I'm still in the process of investigating this. Yeah. Right? But, but strategy effectively, from what I'm reading from this kernel, is like your spiritual warfare. It's, it's, it's going into battle. It's fighting. It's, your, it's, it's getting on the battlefield, using your weapons, facing the enemy, and fighting him. Tactics. Yeah is that which is inside of each soldier that will make him stand in the battle and not turn and run. So it's that character inside of it. Yeah, so so strategy is like the forethought where tactics almost like the innateness of that person, like he's just his training, his discipline, what he has gone through. His heart. His heart. His heart, yeah. You know, and, 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 and what he believes in, what he stands for. And, and in, in the face of all fear of, on, of an onrush of enemy, he will be ready to stand. Now, that's the tactics, the art of tactics, according to this colonel. So now I'm looking at this, and I've, I've only just read this this last week, all right? So that's why it's only coming into the sermon series now. That's all right. But um, it's the fruit of the Spirit, the growth of the fruit of the Spirit is that aspect of character that the that the Christian needs in him in the battlefield. Mm. 
I see. You see yeah, it. you see it. I think yeah. we've got a lot of, to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Just went through about twenty different lessons that you got here. Well, talk about talk about the fruits of the spirit because what we've been going through as a church is, yep. you know, the different fruits of the spirit and how to grow those fruits. Like, talk about how you grow those fruits of the all spirit. Right. First of all, the fruits of the spirit grow within you for you to operate in the storm. Now, I've, I've, I've indicated an illustration when I began the series that humanity is always pictured in the Bible as a, as a raging storm. And um, we are in that storm. Yeah. And so the, the fruit of the Spirit and the development of the fruit of the Spirit is take, it takes place in the storm. And so we can't, we, we, we are not going to develop fruit in the harbor of yeah. church walls. Yeah. Or, or church building walls or amongst lovely, wonderful Christians. Where we are, we're real comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to develop it out there. We're going, to have, we're going to develop the fruit of love so that we can continually go out there and minister to the unlovable. Yeah. We're going to have to have the peace of Christ while we're in a storm-tossed sea. We're going to have to have that character built in us that we can be able to withstand the buffeting as we go and make disciples out there. Yeah, and that was what, that was what Kelly, one of our new... Our newbies, as you call them, our new, new blooded pastoral persons. Um, preacher person. Preacher person. What she was talking about is like through suffering, we get to learn all these lessons, but without it, like there's a reason for suffering, which I think is really important to know. It's the development of endurance. Yeah. And like just speaking for me, like being at this church is completely uncomfortable. We're not, you're sort of not allowed to sit down without feeling, you know, getting shaken up, which I really enjoy, you know, being on this journey of you know, growth, like you can feel growth. I feel completely different to the person I was three years ago, just through, you know, mentorship and through what you're talking about, through the storm-tossed seas, like you just learn so much and you develop those fruits of the Spirit. Yeah, it, 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 it is hard initially and the storm-tossed sea doesn't get any easier as you grow as a Christian. But what happens is if you begin, and, and I've, I've in, in this sermon that I'm going to be preaching on Sunday, I've, I've reworked Sun Tzu's quote. Sun Tzu's quote is, if you know yourself and know your enemy, you do not have to worry the outcome of any battle. If you yeah. know yourself but not the enemy, and I'm just putting it in my words, you've got a 50-50 chance of every win-lose, 50-50% chance. If you don't know yourself, you don't know your enemy, you've had it. Now, according to me, it's I will say if you... If you know God, you know yourself, and you know your enemy, you will not have to worry about the battle. But one thing you've got to remember is you will always be in the battle, the side of the second coming. Mm. So doing the hard yards <clears throat> now and, 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 and growing the fruit now, it doesn't make the battle easier, but it makes it, you, you understand it more. And if you understand it more, you'll be able to go in with strategy. Yeah which is your weapons, to handle the attack of the enemy and you will have the tactics, which is your fruit, to stand and once you've stood, stand. Yeah. And I think that's really important to illustrate as well that for me, when I first started going this journey, learning about spiritual warfare, I'd get attacked with something, say condemnation, and I'd pray against it. But you know, as soon as I pray against it, I'm like, okay, it should be lifted by now. And then 10 minutes later, condemnation comes straight back the same avenue. What it took me a while to realize was that it's, it's, it's still hitting me, but I'm reacting to it in the proper way. I'm reacting to it in a way that 
doesn't let it affect my actual heart, the heart that Christ has given me. And what I think you've put it as is it's like you're standing there with your shield up and your shield is getting knocked with this stuff. You still feel the impact of it, but it doesn't actually affect you as a person. Well, you're feeling the impact of it and you're getting the battle fatigue and holding the shield up. Yeah. And that's where the fruit comes in, the endurance, the fruit of endurance, you know, that, that being able to stand and take the buffeting on your shield. Yeah. Uh, but you're not getting wounded. But oftentimes people inter- misinterpret being in the battle, taking the hits as being wounded. As being going down. Yeah. And so, and, and, or, or another one is taking the, the, the arrow and the shield and then once the attack is over, putting the shield down, picking up the arrow and getting a residual effect from the poison on the arrow without dealing with it correctly. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Satan's very clever. Yeah, he is. Could talk a bit, uh, just a real quick bit about like how it'll, he'll often come at you through the same avenue that you're used to. And why does he do it that way? Well, each one of us have got specific we, we, oh, let me let me start again according to some of the uh, according to a lot of teachings but the one I'm going to be quoting now is John Elridge we, we, we've received wounds mm-hmm. and uh, the enemy has come in at a young age and attacked us and we've developed a mechanism of, of, of covering those wounds which John Elridge calls a pose fig leaf fig leaf now, what has to happen is as you begin to get trained as a disciple, you have to remove the fig leaf. Uh, you have to remove the camouflage because you, you must remember that uh, when we go into the world, we've got to find these, these atoms and they got fig leaves and they're hiding in the bushes and then they're blaming other people. Mm. So we've got to stop them blaming other people. We've got to take them out the bush and their camouflage, take the fig leaf off, go back into the wound, get their wound healed, and then under the wound is the area of strength and start building that strength up again. Yeah. Okay. Now, once we've started operating on them in that area and start strengthening them in that, that area, um, and I absolutely have forgotten your question. No, no, it'll be okay. Um, the question was just talk a bit about um, how he'll come at you in the same avenue. Yeah. Okay, so now, so oh yes, 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 the, the buttons. All right. Yeah. So now, so now, each one of us have ha, has got a susceptibility in a specific area. Now we've strengthened ourselves, but we've got scars in that area. We need to ensure that we have correct protection on all levels in that area, and never let our guard down. Yeah. Because what will happen is every now and then there'll be a random attack in at that area. Just He'll, he'll throw a stone in the bush. He'll th- shoot an arrow there just to see if you lack it. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Pornography. All right. Most men suffer from porn addiction. Now, porn addiction, I quite personally, this is me, to being an alcoholic. You'll never be cured from it. You always have it. Yeah. Now, most young men have learned about sex education from their mates in the locker room. And porn and Playboy yeah. than from their parents in the correct manner, yeah. or from the church in the correct manner, mm. and so this susceptibility will always be there. And so you need to guard yourself continually against it all the time. Um, 
the, the funny thing is that the whole world system tries to lure men down this path continually. You know, there will always be a billboard around the next corner. There will always be a bus advert. You go into a, a gas station and on the shelves right next to you, there will always be a Hustler magazine. Oh, Zoo Weekly, man. It's, $2. $2. <laughs> yeah. It's, Everywhere. It's always there. <laughs> and what has to happen is you as a, as a Christian need to be aware of your trigger points. So the trigger points could be boredom, the trigger points could be frustration, the trigger points could be um, rebellion because you've been rejected. Yeah. And all these trigger points you need to be aware of, and then what will happen is the enemy will create a certain situation for you and and, and ambush for you. And over a process of a couple of days or whatever, he'll slowly but surely try and drive you into this ambush where you fall in this area and get into porn. And uh, he, he does this so often. And so what you need to do as a young man, is, is, or, or the people that are suffering from it, is you need to have your guards in place. Yeah. For example, if, you, if you're married, let your wife know all the methods that you can hide porn on, 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 on the internet through your histories and all that. Let her know it. If you really suffer from it, get a password control. Let her have the password control and the only password. Yeah. Never have a computer facing the door. That's just the physical. Yeah. Then you've got the, 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 the emotional, which would be watch out for boredom. Watch those trigger points when you get bored. Yeah. If you're going to get bored, get out. Do something. Watch out for frustration. Watch out for fights with your wife and rebellion. Mm-hmm. Creeping in. I'll get you. So you watch out for that on the emotional. Then on the spiritual side, you take your heart back from these women because the Bible calls these women prostitutes. And um, <clears throat> the sad thing is, for every man that commits adultery, there's a woman that commits adultery. Yep. For every man that looks at por- a porn site, there is a woman that has been paid to expose herself on the porn site. On that porn site for that man. Yeah. Yeah. This actually happened to me yesterday. I was just really innocently going on Facebook and I saw this video someone had posted. I was like, oh, that looks funny. And I clicked on it and up come this site. And you know what's on this site. It's just (laughs) one of those really horrifying sites. I shut it real quick. But what I made sure I didn't do was like quickly try and delete the history. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Quickly try and just wipe all traces of me going to site. As soon as my wife came home, I said, look, I accidentally went to this site. I left it there. But that's why it's there, just so you know. Hey, I'm, I'm terrified of doing sermon research. You know? <laughs> click on something and it starts screaming and ooing and aahing at yeah. me and I can't, you know, oh, I'm terrified. Yeah, it's pretty tough. <laughs> I, had, I had on my Facebook, was it yesterday or the day before? Click onto my Facebook and there on my wall, one of my friends who happens to be a female has got these three pictures of this guy from clothed to semi-clothed, to completely naked, of his erect, you know what's mm. full on, and then all her friends are ooing and aahing about what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, it's a constant assault. It, yeah, yeah. It's not only an assault against us as men; it's an assault against women yeah. as well. So going back to that is, is you take your heart back from them and you give your heart to your wife. That's the spiritual side of it, the emotional side of it, the physical side of it. Yeah, and you've got to remember that he will come down that road every so often and just, just to see, see if the door is closed. See whether your tactics are still In up place. to par. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've had a pretty long podcast here, I guess, but I just really want to ask you just really quickly, just 
we covered a lot of ground in this thing, but why do you like Sun Tzu so much? Just, I just want to hear your story because you quote him all the time. <laughs> I, I, read, I read a lot of military men. I read Vegetius, I read Frederick, I read Sachs. I've now got my second lot, DuPont. Um, Is that that French guy? Yeah, the French guy. And there's a couple of others that are, I read a lot of military books. But the reason why I'm very fond of, of, of Old Man Sun Tzu is because the Lord initiated me into battle. And um, I was going through a very, very hard time in my last church in South Africa. And I'd come to the Lord and just said, I've had enough. And then the Lord, basically, uh, we were on holiday away from the, the little town we were in as, where we are. I was running this church and I was waiting for Carol. She was shopping, so I was just waiting. And the Lord just led me into this news agency and there on a shelf was this miniature book, Sun Tzu, The Art of War. I had no money to buy it, but I bought it. I memorized the first chapter. Only the first chapter, chapter one. I implemented chapter one. I went back to my church. I implemented chapter one. And man, did all hell break loose. <laughs> so that's why you like Sun Tzu. Because it works. Yeah, because it works. The principles work. The principles of war work. Whether it's spiritual war, sin war, emotional war, relational, the principles work. Yeah. And you can find all those principles way back in the Bible. I think it's really important to understand as a Christian is like it is, what you were saying, it is a war. And it's not just a little thing you have, to, like a sin problem you have to deal with. It's not just a little, you know, slap on the wrist type of thing that you have to just remove. It's a literal war. Mm. And like the gravity of that, I think, is kind of lost a lot of the time on modern churches, you know. Um, I guess we can wrap up the podcast. What do you reckon? That sounds good. 22 minutes. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to be doing this every week from now on in. And, yeah, I hope you guys tune back in to the Lifehouse podcast. Uh, find more of our resources and just connect to us with um, our website, www.life-house.net. Um, and just check us out there. We've got Facebook and everything and feel free to send us questions or what have you. And yeah, see you next time.